If you are an OT practitioner, you may be feeling demoralized about occupational therapy right now. Here in the United States, changing reimbursements are wreaking havoc on many of our healthcare settings, and it would be a natural time to feel pessimistic about OT. But this week's research may be the dose of optimism that you need. It called on me to see our current challenges as an opportunity to step into a broader and much needed role in our healthcare system. Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we discuss one influential OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL, and the journal article that we will be discussing this week is called Extended Roles for Allied Health Professionals, an updated systematic review of the evidence. This article comes to us from the Journal of Multidisciplinary Healthcare. It was published in 2014, and it ranks 39th on our list of the 50 most influential OT-related journal articles. I had to work pretty hard to wrap my mind around the central concept of this article, which was extended scope of practice for allied health practitioners. Even this phrase, extended scope of practice, was a new concept for me. But at the same time, this article addressed a question that has been top of my mind recently, which is this. Could OTs become frontline practitioners for much-needed conservative and preventative care? And we're going to be talking about how these two concepts kind of tie together throughout this podcast. But I want to lead by just letting you know the conclusion of this article. And the conclusion was that even though the evidence around extending our scope of practice is limited and generally of low quality, when the authors reviewed the available evidence, they came to the conclusion that extended scope of practice for allied health professionals could be a cost-effective and consumer-accepted investment that could improve patient outcomes. So let's dive into how they arrived to this conclusion. And let's start by defining what extended scope of practice really means. Honestly, as an OT here in the United States, when I think about my scope of practice, I feel like I'm trained to be thinking about just staying within my scope. I've been conditioned to avoid crossing boundaries into other professionals' domains. But it seems natural that outside of the United States, there are those who are curious about the possible benefits of extending our scope, which can start to blur professional boundaries. I've read about this concept in the business books that I read, and they tend to call this cross-functional training. But here's how the article defines extended scope of practice. It defines it as enhancing job depth by adding skills within a profession and then expanding job breadth by working across professional boundaries. The authors of this article explored how OTs and other rehab professionals who received additional training operated outside of their normal job duties. The OTs examined in this article took on roles that are traditionally outside of our scope, such as ordering x-rays, laboratory tests, and ultrasounds, providing direct access, making referrals to specialist clinics, and triaging patients for streamlined care. The idea behind extended scope of practice, in my own words, is that instead of making patients wait for months to see specialists, 
What if we broke down the barriers to getting these patients into rehab? and then empowered rehab professionals to perform some of the basic duties now reserved for medical providers. Then at the very least, we could begin these patients' treatment plans sooner, and in ideal cases, we might even bypass the need for a specialist altogether, which we know that specialist care often involves expensive and invasive treatments that honestly do not work all the time. So let's look at how the authors organize this research. This article was a systematic review, meaning that the authors sought out articles that pertain to advanced scope of practice for allied health professionals. Their criteria for inclusion included that the article was published between 2005 and 2013, that it pertained to extended scope for OT, PT, and or speech, and met a certain level of quality, which I'll refer you to the article to learn more about that requirement. In the end, 21 articles were included for data extraction in this review. The majority of the articles pertain to PT, but the ones that involved OT had to do with a multidisciplinary approach to arthritis care, and they also highlighted a military case study about extended scope of practice for OT. So what were my takeaways from this article for OT practitioners? As always, these are my personal takeaways and really meant to serve as a discussion starter and to get your wheels turning about this research. My first takeaway is that there are problems upon problems in our current healthcare systems right now. I thought this article did a good job of summarizing the current challenges of healthcare systems from a global perspective. First and foremost, the authors pointed out that many countries are attempting to shift resources from traditional management of acute care to more long-term chronic care that is required to meet the needs of changing population demographics. And this shift should hypothetically mean an increased opportunity for rehab professionals. But I thought this article was even a little feisty in how it summarized the reality of what is happening. The article says the challenge remains in terms of legislative barriers and inconsistencies. These barriers feed into maintaining the status quo with a power differential towards the medical fraternity, with most extended scope practitioners still requiring direct physician referral. And it goes on to say in a healthcare system that is increasingly stretched while purporting to be patient focused, these legislative barriers appear to be based on historical perspectives rather than looking forward to enabling the healthcare industry to use force multipliers effectively. So my second takeaway is this. It is time to reimagine how OT could be part of the solution to these problems upon problems that we are seeing in our healthcare industry. As I mentioned in the beginning, in the United States right now, rehab therapists are being hit with changing reimbursements, and honestly, this move feels demoralizing. But this article for me was timely and needed. It called on me to expand my vision for how rehab professionals could help fill desperately needed gaps in patient care by providing preventative and conservative care, and ideally doing so early in a patient's health journey. And perhaps now it is time to push to expand our scope of practice, or at the very least, we need to expand our self-understanding of occupational therapy as frontline practitioners for our patients. 
And maybe our recent reimbursement challenges are the wake-up call we need to grow into the profession that our healthcare system needs. Now, before you go, I want to remind you that this podcast is an extension of the OT Potential Club. The OT Potential Club is your online journal club. This is where these article discussions really come to life. And each week I provide a written overview of the article along with additional exclusive content. But the best part is our discussion forums, where each week practitioners from all over the world have the opportunity to ask questions and share about how the research is playing out in their practices. I also wanted to let you know that November's bonus gift for club members is a one-year MedBridge subscription giveaway. So make sure you join today so you can enter to win. You can sign in or sign up at otpotential.com. Thank you so much for joining me today and give great care this week.